Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's talk the top waiver wire options for week nine. Next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here to talk about the Week 9 waiver wire options. But first, let's do some takeaways from Monday Night Football. And, and honestly, it was a pretty lousy game. I mean, the Lions did Lions things for the most part. They Their defense played well. They head into the bye with a win. And Jameer Gibbs looked like an absolute superstar in this game. He had 189 total yards and a touchdown. Five catches, rushed for 152 yards did all the things that we hope Jameer Gibbs would do when he got the chance to be a lead back, and he's been pretty good since David Montgomery went out. The problem is Lions are on a bye this week, and David Montgomery's probably back from that rib injury in Week 10, and it's just it's very tough to know what this offense is going to look like in terms of that running back split because Montgomery was really good before the bye. He wasn't efficient. He wasn't making big plays but like, like Jameer Gibbs, but... He was keeping the offense on track. He was moving the chains, and that's something that this offensive coaching staff clearly values. So I do think when we get to, you know, coming back from the bye in Week 10, Dave Montgomery's probably still going to be the lead back, and he's probably still going to be a touchdown-dependent high-end RB2. But I think Gibbs is going to be right there in that range with him in the rankings. There's room for both of these guys to be very good. You saw this week, obviously it was a blowout, but Craig Reynolds got 14 carries for 74 yards and a catch for 12. I think he had a touchdown called back by a penalty as well. So there should be room for both Montgomery and Gibbs to be very solid starting RB2s. Maybe you can sell high on Gibbs coming off of this game, but... Given the buy situation in week nine, I think it's unlikely you're going to get enough to justify moving him. If I could turn him into Tony Pollard, I would do that. That's one that I would definitely do. But otherwise, I'm not sure there's an obvious trade for Jameer Gibbs that makes a ton of sense. Rest of the offense, Monroe St. Brown, six catches for 108 yards despite dealing with that illness coming into the game. He looked great. Sam Laporta, eight catches for 57 yards and a touchdown. He's awesome. Nobody else in this offense really matters. Josh Reynolds down to one catch in this game. On the other side, I mean, the the Raiders, God, what a disaster. Jimmy Garoppolo came back from his back injury, but he was just dreadful. He was under pressure constantly. He went 10 for 21 for 126 yards. They only had 21 pass attempts and 18 rushes. Add the six sacks, and that's what, 43 plays on offense today? I mean, it was just... 
it was a miserable game all around for the Raiders. They couldn't do anything outside of one drive where they got the running game going. And Josh Jacobs did have 16.8 PPR points. That was a good game. And, and what we're starting to see is even though this offense isn't great, his role is really good. And we're starting to see that reflected in his fantasy production, even though it's not leading to the you know consistent top five finishes like we saw last season. The rest of this offense, I mean, the three guys we care about in this offense outside of Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, and Michael Mayer combined for three catches for 49 yards between them. Garoppolo might not have been healthy. This offensive line looks really bad, and it was just a really bad matchup. The Lions are a team that can generate a lot of pressure with just four pass rushers, and that's that's an easy way to beat most offenses, but especially one like this. Problem is they've got the Giants in Week 9. That's a really good matchup. Can you trust... Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams with the way this passing game looks. I think Michael Mayer, you know, he's had some good signs this season, but overall the the role hasn't been there. So I think we can probably go ahead and drop him, especially if you can get Trey McBride. I I think Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers are in that wide receiver two to three range for next week. I think we'll get a bounce back game from this offense against the Giants, but yeah, it's it's pretty brutal right now in Oak and Las Vegas, excuse me. And let's move on to the top waiver wire options for week nine. And we're not going to spend a lot of time on it because it's just not a great crop. Uh, I I spoke with Jamie Eisenberg before recording. He sent me his top five options and three of them for week nine are tight ends, which gives you a, an idea of where things are. Now, that being said, there are uh, a lot of tight ends on by in week nine who we would otherwise be using. Sam Laporta's on by Evan Ingram's on by George Kittle's on by. Uh, Darren Waller and Gerald Everett are dealing with injuries. So it might be a situation where you do need a tight end, in which case Trey McBride, 33% rostered. I think he's the top waiver wire target for week nine at any position, unless you need a quarterback, in which case go get Gardner Minshew, 38% rostered. He is a top 10 quarterback for me heading into a matchup against Carolina who are like only 12th in terms of, or uh, only bottom 12 in terms of fantasy points allowed, fewest fantasy points allowed, I mean. But this is a team that is bottom 10 in yards per attempt to quarterbacks. They are bottom 10 in touchdown percentage. They just haven't had teams throw all, all that often against them. And the Colts are very much a team that could just run the ball, but they play very fast. They get a lot of snaps out there. And so I do think, you know, Minshew's thrown 40-plus passes in three of his four games. I do think this is a situation where Gardner Minshew can be a very, very good fantasy option in week nine. And then John Dotson, 47% rostered. We saw his best game of the season, eight catches, 100 plus yards and a touchdown. It's the breakout game we were hoping to see from him back in week one and week two that we haven't gotten. And, you know, I will point out the commanders drop back, I think, 55% of the time in this one or, or, or sorry, they drop back 55 times. Uh, against the Eagles in Week 8. So Dotson's yard, uh, target per route run rate was only 20%. That's still not great, but look, it's a talented young player who is widely available now, 53% available in CBS Fantasy Leagues, who showed some upside finally. So that's worth chasing, especially in a week where there aren't a lot of obvious must-add options on the waiver wire. So that's going to do it for FFT and 5. Make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football today for an in-depth breakdown of the waiver wire options, and we'll see you tomorrow.